Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rampant Mumblings and joining me today, or coming up I should say, is Mr. Carl Madden from the Mac and Forth Show, who's going to discuss with me what we think is going to possibly happen on this possible, but as yet unconfirmed, March 15 event. We'll be talking about the new potential, new we should say, small iPhone, the iPhone 5SE, new iPads, new Macs, and of course, maybe a new Apple Watch. All that and more coming up next. Enjoy the show. The Rampant Mumblings, operating on a no-win, no-fee basis. And joining me today is none other than Carl Madden, who's going to be coming back onto the airways in his remastered, rebadged, re-released, re-director's cut version of his own show, The Mac and Forth Show. Hiya, Carl. Hiya. Hiya. Yes, now I've remembered the password again. I can get back into posted a show now can't be as bad as trying to do that intro so how have you been since last we talked uh, i'm okay work's calming down um um my old man's getting better in the hospital now the things are easing off a little bit in my life so i can now look to concentrate back towards the apple community and maybe start putting out a few shows soon what you say so your work was impacted right after that documentary on TV last week where they showed couriers flinging parcels and doing donuts around corners, and all of a sudden, you're less busy. Hmm. Yeah, well, I'm not a courier, you cheeky <laughs> You're a van driver, and let's face it, yeah. that's all they pretty much are, isn't it? Not the same. We're all cut from the same cloth, you know. That's very stereotype. Do you have a van? Do you say. have a van? I, yes. I'm Do you carry parcels? Hmm. Uh, well, we're, no, we carry medical supplies. So hospitals keep going because of what we bring them. <laughs> oh, that's a great way to start the podcast on the somber note of the car helps people not die in his own special way. Kind of. There's been a bit of news going on this week, but as we've only got a bit of limited time, and it was your suggestion we're going to discuss this so-called maybe up-and-coming event on March the 15th, where apparently Apple are going to change things around and talk about three new products, being the 4-inch iPhone, the iPad Air 3, and a new Apple Watch with bands. I can already see certain members of the um, tech, uh, technology press going, this is it, Apple's doomed, they're not doing anything special. Just... <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, th before we go into the products, I've thought about this, and do redoing a March event makes sense because we get the one product release in the year, then we spend 11 months talking about it and speculating it. So by jumping in at the start of the year to say, right, this is what you've got to look forward to, it kills a lot of sites. Oh, well, damn it, this... like my own dad. Wasn't this like when we got the uh, the Apple Watch announced last year? Wasn't that March? Uh, off the, off the top, top of my head? I think it was. It was really early in the year, wasn't it? And we didn't get it until much later. Or was it... it uh, the, what, did we actually get it in March and it was announced the year before? <laughs> See, my memory's gone. I, oh, I, I remember it being June when, before I got mine. Uh, that was the most important thing. And that came a month early, but then people were upset because they missed their parcel because... It came a month early and they hadn't expected it to, so they'd not yeah. arranged for anyone to be in. So you couldn't make people happy even if they wanted to. I think it was announced really early because I remember people hoping to get them for Christmas stuff and then they announced they won't be available till March. And then there was another big March event where they said, This is it for real now. This is not this is the actual product. So now we're gonna release it. And that's when all the big plays started kicking in. 
If I was going to adopt the patent-pending Carl Madden hat of Cynicordus, you could say that Apple doing an event just after they announced, uh, what was it, that they're going to expect less profit in the upcoming year. This is quite nice timing for that, isn't it? To say, oh, well, uh, we're not going to hit our target, but let's put out the PR machine now and keep things going. Yeah, true. I mean, again, see, those earnings, the earnings call is in is interesting from in a couple of aspects, not, but, but not in the way it's sort of publicized by Wall Street and stuff. Because we, because they are interested in completely different figures to what we're interested. We don't, they don't care how many iPhones are sold, how many Macs are sold, how many iPads are sold. They don't care. They want to know how many you're going to sell next quarter, you know, because we want to know if we want to put our money into you because you'll continue to grow or we want to take it out from, away from you and put it somewhere else because you're going to, you know, you're going to shrink. So Apple has been one of those companies for so long where it's just like if um, products has become more successful each time. Up, 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 up. I mean, everything, everybody's, everybody had a pent up demand apparently for a larger iPhone. So then we got a larger iPhone and sales went through the roof again. Uh, a few other companies suffered because of that, but eventually they started picking up as well. And now, of course, we got the big phone. Suddenly, the press are going, oh, now we, Apple needs to do a smaller phone. <laughs> but they're being very careful, aren't they? Because they're not, they've stopped using the word market share. That seems to be gone out the window. Now it's like, oh, there's demand for smaller devices, which is just another way of saying Apple is doomed if they don't get their market share up by making this- a smaller phone. But this is what I'm saying. You can read. You've got to learn to read these these um, releases as for what they are, and you've got to understand the audience that they're appealing to. So a lot of these people, a lot of these analysts, for example, although they do get written up in 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 our tech press, we'll say, like the Apple tech press, it's not necessarily anything that we should be worried about. It's not. It doesn't matter um, if Apple take a hit on even like 10 million iPhones, for example. They are making billions of dollars right and they're going to be all we should be worried about is are they going to be around this time next year and there's nothing to say they won't be if you take even if you take their iphone business away from them and just concentrate on the ipad business max business uh, the service industry they uh, do it, they still make a, an amazing amount of money just from those services it's true that the iphone is the biggest you know, it's, it's just selling like gangbusters. There's nothing like the iPhone, anything, anywhere out there. And uh, this is the, the thing is it, they may not be making as much profit, but they're still making a profit, which is which, surely the whole yeah. point of it. All. It's like just because you're going to make 0. 0.2 instead of 0. 0.5 doesn't mean that Apple is suddenly doomed. It no, just but means. But that's no good for Wall Street because Wall Street want to know that you're going to continue to expand. And if you if you start to contract through you know, through because you're not selling our phones or the world economy is starting to slow down, you're no good to Wall Street. And Wall Street, you know, they've got no conscience. They'll just dump you. And, um, listen, and this, is, this is the thing, isn't it? It's, it's, how do you compare a company like Apple against anything else when nothing has really had that measure of success in such a short period of time that isn't petroleum, that isn't Google. It's a technology company that is going far and above everyone else. And me, I I started to think that maybe Wall Street are a bit bitter because they've been predicted the downfall of Apple for so long. They're kind of willing it to happen to say, well, we said it was going to happen eventually. Well, I'm sure that there might be a few analysts out there, but I'm sure most of them don't care. They don't even, there's no passion in it for them. It's just, 
a stock price. It's just like a commodity. It's not, it doesn't. They don't mean anything. They have no loyalty to it. They might have an iPhone or a Mac on their desk, but that's about. You know, their interest is making money for for themselves and for their clients. I'm, or, or I'm just. Hold. I'm personally glad that Apple managed to survive when the analyst made that fateful prediction that unless Apple released an Apple Watch within 60 days, they were doomed. Now, that's um, what I mean. See? See? Now, there's someone who writes that. You should never, ever, I don't know, never take any notice that person ever again. You should point and laugh at them. <laughs> I mean, this brings me up with another article that I wrote this week about, um, well, I was looking around and came across some news that apparently because Apple can't get the content deals that they're after, uh, with the studios, they're going to make content exclusive to iTunes. And I thought, okay, that'll be quite cool. You know, iTunes exclusive content. But then it suddenly realized that Apple's a hardware company. They're a delivery company. They're not in the process of making TV shows. And why would they when they've got product placement everywhere? And then I noticed and did a bit of digging around on the website, and it was many, many articles just looking at share pricing. So right now, if I see a website that has share pricing being on there and it comes up with stories about, oh, Apple needs to get into uh, making their own shows, I just, I just tune out, which is not good considering I'm supposed to write about Apple. But, yeah, but again, you, but you're going down that dangerous path of – um, if he's got the type, if he's got the word Apple in it, people will click on it. It's, uh, there's just some fascination about clicking on those stories. If you even if you love Apple or you hate Apple, um, put Apple in your heading, uh, and you're you're bound to get clicks. I just noticed actually on your on your uh, many of your story titles, Mark, you don't actually put the word Apple in many. You need to start doing that. Dude. I'm going to do it next week. I'm going to shove the word Apple in there wherever I can with the most tenuous of links. Uh, and, we'll, and I've got my stats, so we'll uh, we'll meet up and we'll uh, see what happens. But I think you're right. It just seems to be, I don't, I, I maybe I'm just getting old and cynical, but I just don't see the fuss about all these rumours. In I don't know. It just seems to be a lot of hot air that just says nothing, and then we wait and we get the event, and then we're already uh, waiting for the next new shiny. True. Yeah. Well, we are. We are because that's just how we've, we've been programmed over. For basically an, our entire life, as soon as we get something that's no longer good, I want a new thing. That's you know that can be a car, that's a house, that's a kettle. It doesn't matter. We, we always want to try and get something better than what we've currently got. That's we've been conditioned to believe that. You know, it's always something else that you need to make your life complete. Oh, I've got that thing now. It's this thing I need to make my life complete. Of course, it's complete nonsense, but it's very hard to fight against that all for your entire life. And Everybody falls for it at some point or another. And yeah, you know, I just want to get back to Apple then for a moment. It's, it's, who says that Apple has to keep doing and innovating stuff? You know, IBM is very successful, yet you don't read, you don't read news stories about them a hundred times a day. They're just, you know, in the background, doing their businesses, making money. Same with Microsoft. Microsoft are trying to get into the headlines, so, you know, but they're still out there making money. They're still printing money as far as I can tell. Well, unless it's their mobile division, which is, I feel sorry for them because they've tried with the mobile division and it's just falling flat on its ass. And just too late. They were just late to market. That was all it was. And Android and iOS had already been established. I mean, I think we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. I was really looking forward to buying a Windows phone because I thought, right, I've had iPhones and I can use all my iOS stuff or Windows-ish. But then I just lost confidence because I was seeing so many sites that saying, oh, this phone's now been discounted and this phone's been discounted and it's received another discount. And I'm just thinking, 
this is like the Samsung of old before they stopped doing their really low-end handsets, where by giving so many discounts, I'm sort of like paralyzed in terms of wanting to buy one because if I buy it this week, is there going to be a price drop on it next week? Mm. I don't know. It, 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 unfortunately, I, but I seriously think they just came to market too too down late. Um, normally, if I'm on the tube, I'll look around to see what people are using. It's verbally Samsung phones or iOS devices. And um, and that's it. That stays in people's consciousness. Like They do see what other people use are using and then they'll go into a shop and okay if they're just i want a phone maybe the guy behind the counter can actually sell them a, a microsoft product but most of the time they I, you know when i talk to the guys at work and stuff they know what they want before going into a car phone warehouse or whatever so they're pretty you know and the reason normally they want an android is because it's not apple <laughs> there's no even consideration of getting a microsoft phone although well, it has taken on like the, the company um, phone of choice is, for some reason, Microsoft's Microsoft phone. Well, funny uh, enough, Tesco have done the same as well. They've just rolled out a fleet of uh, Windows phones throughout pretty much all of their stores. And the staff hate them because it's got less battery life. It's more but, fragile. But I can imagine, but for the boys in the tech rooms, in the, in the back rooms, it's a lot easier for them to maintain because they're using stuff that the rest of the company are using, like because they're probably using Office and they're probably using Windows. So uh, why- no, no, they still use, believe it or not, and I have this on good authority, Army Word. They, oh. <laughs> it's that backwards in that, but they still use Army Word within the, the Tesco Group here in the UK. Well, we we use Windows, and that's why I think they rolled out uh, Windows phones to to various managers and supervisors and stuff. I've got to say though, the Microsoft. I mean, I do like OneDrive on my phone. I for some reason it gets a lot of slack, but there's something nice to know that if I just open up the app or put it into backgrounding mode, it just backs up all my images. So no matter what I do on my phone, I know I haven't got to worry about. Oh damn it! Did I delete that picture or that video? It's backed up with um with OneDrive, and I quite like that. It's even been more reliable than um photos on the uh, on my iPhone. <laughs> Well, that's cloud, isn't it? Everyone always jokes Apple can't do cloud. So, yeah, and, 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 but, I mean, Microsoft is um, a software company. That was what it was originally. It's only fairly, fairly recently they've got into hardware. And, you know, some people say they're doing really well with what they're producing. Other people are not so happy. For me, their biggest achievement, still best achievement, was the Xbox. Um, that just was fantastic. But, again, you still have people that slag off Xbox. So they'd rather go for a Sony PlayStation. You can't do anything, basically. If if, if you want to um, support ma- manufacture, that's fine. Just go and buy Apple or Google or um, what's, what's that Google? Oh, I forgot. Google Chromebook. Chromebook. Go and buy a Chromebook if that's what you want. I mean, there's so many, there's so many markets for so many different devices. We we sometimes forget how big the world is and how big these markets are. Um, None of these companies are going anywhere. None of them are making the same mistake BlackBerry made where they just stood still and thought, no, it's okay. We've got this market sewn up. They're all trying to innovate. They're all trying to do things. Some things fail. Some things don't. But pretty much all of them have got alternative revenue streams. So it's always something else they can rely on while they're fiddling around over here to try and get this thing off the ground. It's quite funny as well, isn't it? BlackBerry used to be known for... um for security and you know, be having a really secure platform. Uh, sorry, I've just got an email come up saying I've got my XCOM 2 Steam key. Yes, the podcast's going to be late next week. Anyway, um, with 
with BlackBerry now, they're jumping onto the Android platform, which is notoriously insecure. So I thought that was quite an interesting move, but it just goes to show um, what they're going to do with their new device in moving forward. And speaking of new devices, the iPhone 4 or the iPhone 5SE, uh, that's... Mm. Should we go through the bullet points one at a time? Uh, obviously, before coming from... You that, before you do that, I just th- are we being punked with this, with this title, with this name of this phone? The 5SE? This is basically 5C, isn't it, if you know <laughs> I've never thought of that. That's a good point. It it is a it is a horrible throwback to what was it the Apple II SE? I think it was. I got bullied in school, by the way, for having an Apple. For years and years and years, I was told, "Oh, they're crapple," and it's like, "Oh well, it, it works." It's, it's just so funny that I think back now to when I had the Apple II with uh, was it black and white or a green screen, and it was a beautiful machine and it had more power than the PC I had at the time. And people just didn't get it and said, oh, it's useless. It's a pile of crap and it will never take off. <laughs> well, 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 it took him a long time though, didn't it? So the iPhone 5SE, which is going to be four inches, is going to have chamfered shiny edges, much like the iPhone 6 and 6S lines. Is this Apple's plan for a new product revenue stream to have cheap replacements for phones that can be easily dropped? Mm, I don't know. See, I, I heard the rumor that it's basically just going to be a 5S, um, just with new innards in it. Oh, Same yeah. All sh- oh, right, so they've changed their speculation from it being like a, uh iPhone 6. That, that would make sense because I think you've got to have some way of differentiating the product line rather than people saying, well, you've just got a smaller iPhone 6. I think it needs to have that categorization maybe. Well, it's, see, it's a number of things that – if you if you want to buy currently a 5s, there it's the technology is it's going to be pretty old, especially when the new one rolls around later in the year. So if they can put an A9 chip inside there, if they can put a better the better camera in there, if they can put the secure stuff with Apple Pay, because you know at the moment you can use a 5s with Apple Pay as long as you've got a watch to do all the security stuff. Where you know if you'll be able to use um, a 5S, a smaller one, to do Apple Pay, then that's basically all their line will now be able to have Apple Pay using. And I, I love Apple. I'm using it every day. It's fantastic. Um, and it still impresses people, which is weird yeah. to me. But uh, I, I went into a, a shop just yesterday and I used it. And this girl went, oh, I was going, what did you just do? <laughs> I'll never forget that faithful incident on the tube either. God. Damn technology. But you, you no, you are right. You go in there now and like you go, you still have to go. They look at you as if you, you know, like you're going to bring out your wallet and you go, can I pay by card? So then they go and tap the machine and then you just do the thing with your wrist. They go, security what? till three, security till three. That's just you, Mark. I still get ID'd. At the age of 38, I got ID'd the other week because I went and bought some beer and some Monster Munch. Right. And they asked me for ID. (laughs) There's no way you look that young. Get lost. (laughs) Cheers, mate. (laughs) You want honest reporting? Just come to me. It's fine. I'd rather you make up a rumour that I'm devastatingly handsome, like this traditional Apple reporting. (laughs) (laughs) Well. (laughs) So these, all right, so this new Fifone SE is going to have the same 8 megapixel rear camera and 1.2 front camera found on the iPhone 6. Yeah, not, probably not the six. You know, not not the hardware um, imaging stabilization on the on, on the plus. Success, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense because 
they probably did leave a lot of people behind when they moved to a, a larger format because I know everyone was saying, oh, they got to do it. They got to make a larger phone. But there was people with small hands and they've had to either go and get a phone that's uncomfortably too big for them or go for a different company or go and get a, a phone that's much more, under, well, not much more, but it's more underpowered than we'll say the modern phones are and haven't got all the features that the modern phones have got, including Apple Pay. So it does make sense that they would now, if this is, rumor is true, they'll now have that complete spectrum of sizes, so to speak, um, ready ready for any customer who wants to go either small or large or somewhere in the middle. Do you reckon then that they would dare bring out another 8 gigabyte or 16 gigabyte model because it's a smaller phone? I don't think. I don't think you're going to get an 8. I think with the amount of stuff they're putting on these things and the stuff they want you to put on this, with the camera and, and all the other stuff in it, 16, although I hate 16, it should be 32, 16 will always probably be the smallest now heading forward, moving I've, forward. I've got to admit, I've missed the extra 32 gig in my, because uh, I've had to go back to an iPhone 5S still, and I'm missing that extra 32 gigs. I'm just finding myself now how to shuffle around, delete images, delete apps, and there's just some things on there that I just can't understand why I've only got like one gig free out of 32. Okay. What else have we got here? So we've got a bar- barometer for tracking elevation in the health app. So maybe it would get a sort of sportyish redesign or be pushed as that phone you can take out with you whilst jogging if you've got an Apple Watch. I thought they already had a barometer in them, to tell you the truth. Oh, this is for the um, SE. All right. Um, well, possibly. I mean, I'm sure, pretty sure the 60s have got barometers in because I remember... Uh, when we was doing our show about it, Rick went, well, how does that work? <laughs> and then we went to a whole different side discussion about barometers and if they're any good or not, or just running upstairs and stuff. But um, well, why not? I mean, it's only going to be um, a tiny little chip, isn't it? Or something? It's going to be in there apart. Other than that, it's the same old, same old Bluetooth 4.2, 802.11.ac, Wi-Fi chips from the iPhone 6S. Although I've just had a link here that says apparently now they're going to be putting in the A9 M9 chip. So you're going to get always on Siri in the iPhone 5SE. So it seems a bit of a... I can't believe, because that's a battery drain. Um, I can't imagine. They possibly could do, and maybe they figured out a way around it. But you know, you've got a smaller compartment, smaller battery compartments in there. Um, <clears throat> uh, so they've got to, they'll have to cut down on that battery size. Uh, and, I mean, that's why the six S Plus is fantastic because that's just like hot, loads of battery in this damn phone. I, I went out the other morning, and I forgot to plug it in overnight, and I went out with thirty-seven percent power, uh, heading to Oxford from London, and I suddenly realised. I haven't got my lead because they put me in a different van. And I drove around Oxford all day, come back, and I was down to 1% when I got home. But it managed to survive all day long. Did it go into um, low power mode? Yeah, I stuck it in low power mode. After about, when it got down to about 15%, I stuck it in low power mode. And then it just seemed to be in 15% for about the next hour and a half. It was weird. It's low power mode has been an absolute godsend for me because my main battery drain is because I've only got one dot of 3G signal. So if I go into the battery, I'll see. well, what is it? Things like Overcast, low signal, Safari, low signal, phone, low signal. And it's amazing the drain that takes. A low power has been a, a bit of a godsend uh, for me. I don't know. The thing is, having a smaller device, but putting 
what can be considered quite top-end hardware in it. You did touch on the thing there about battery. No one said what they're going to do with battery life because obviously smaller machine, same uh, same chips, less battery, unless they're going to be relying on software tweaks, which is what they seem to do, to eke out more battery life. Well, they always aim for 8 to 10 hours, don't they, I think? I mean, no matter how what size the device gets to, apart from the iPad Pro, which has just gone ridiculous, they always seem to add, go for like eight to nine hours, like nine or ten hours. Like they, they say it's a day, but what they actually mean is a work day. So, um, so no, matter, no matter what they do, is they always seem to stick to the same basic limit of a battery time. Even when they make the phone thinner, it's still the same sort of battery. You still get the same battery juice out of it. So I can imagine if they bring out an this hyped up phone, it will still get the same sort of power as all the other ones, length anyway. I'm wondering if that, because then they've got a smaller phone, if that's going to mean that Apple would release another battery um, case doodah thing to say, you can have a smaller phone, put a case on it, and you've got a slightly smaller phone, but you've got masses of battery life in it. Do you reckon some people would make that sacrifice? Well, I don't, if you're just saying, will they make uh, a case with that, you know, the hunchback power thing uh, on it? I don't know. Why not? Why wouldn't they? Because, you know, Moby, um, those other companies will. So, <laughs> you know, if you want someone, if you want the um, the official add-on, so to speak, then you can, you can go and get the official app one. I mean, I don't, maybe they won't, won't appear overnight, but. I don't see why not, because if they know they're bringing a phone out, they might as well produce the, the cover with the extra battery pack to go with it. it all comes down, I mean, if you want a big battery and you don't want a big battery pack on the back, just get the 6S Plus, because this battery is amazing in this device. Yeah, we do seem to be trying to fight the law of physics to say, I want a small phone, but not too small. Yeah, I want it to have all-day battery life, and I want my email to be up to date, and I want my WhatsApp and my Facebook. And see- yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah. No, no, no. That, um, that, that was basically my point to say we want all these things, but it's like I don't – because I think our expectations aren't being measured. And Apple – I think personally Apple are doing the right thing by keeping it at 8 to 10 hours because they're not saying it's better to under-deliver and over-promise. No, over-promise and under-deliver yep. rather than the opposite way round. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, there was a big thing not so long ago and the phones you can just pop off the battery, stick in a new battery, and off you go again. But, you know, even them – even many of those manufacturers are slowly coming around. Well, if we have this unit sealed, we can pour much more battery into these devices and and hopefully, you know, get more out of them. But I think as a as a as a people, we're learning now, you know, how to use how to get the best from your phone, like when to plug it in. Okay, every now and again, people forget, like I did the other night, for example. But that's very rare, and most people have got a charger. <laughs> you know, it's either a mini USB thing, for example, or it's a a lightning uh, port. You know, everywhere I go, there's all. I always see cables hanging around on people's desks and stuff. And... I mean, this is, God, I remember Apple getting all that slack for saying, oh, no, proprietary cable. And it's been the same for years because I had the uh, the phone from the Matrix, the Motorola flip thingy, and I was the only person to have that. And when I was working, it's like, oh, has anyone got a charger? Oh, yeah, what phone have you got? A Motorola, a Nokia, and none of them would fit. Uh, and it's not like, I mean, what did I buy the other day? I bought a uh, a braided iPhone uh, lightning cable for £6, and it's longer, and it seems to be better constructed, and it was MFI. So the, the prices of cables now have come down to be something, you know, reasonable. 
Yeah, now, now it's fine. Um, you know, there was a there was a time where cables were expensive, and if you still want to get an official Apple one, it's still kind of ridiculously expensive. But yes, I mean, back in the old days of old mobile phones, I used to have like little Sony flips and things like this. They're all unique power cables. If you didn't have yours, you were pretty much screwed. But you know, remember we had that EU directive where they've all got to be basically mini USBs now. Um, yes, I think they're an adapter, so that's how they get around that. But uh, everybody else has got to have the same, or at least an adapter in there, so they're all mini USB to to reduce some people throwing away uh, chargers that they no longer need. Yes, it's a pain in the ass to uh, to have to carry a cable around with you, but I'm sort of less worried about that now because most people I know have got an iPhone or they've got a cable or they know where to, you know, you'll always find someone in a pub or something somewhere and say, oh, can I just jump on and get 10 minutes charge? Yeah, exactly. It's just... Be careful what you unplug. <laughs> Although that reminds me a bit of a plug here. I've actually got the 12 South plug bug for review, and that's really cool because it's a, a little duck head that goes onto the existing MacBook charger, and it gives you two USB ports to charge your devices from at 2.1 amps. Yeah, they do do some good stuff, 12 South, I've got to say. I've got, I used to have a number of their covers. Well, I've still got a number of their covers. i got their Pyrise thing, which is basically a metal box, <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah. Um, put a mac on top of it i got their hover bar uh, over to the side here uh they do make some good stuff they're quite expensive but um they do make some good stuff exactly so we'll move on then to the new ipad 3 this is apparently going to mark the first significant upgrade to apple's 9.7 inch tablet line since the ipad air 2 debuted and debuted 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 seamless came out in October 24. The Air 3 is expected to include iPad Pro features like enhanced speakers, a smart connector for a smaller key, which could mean a smaller keyboard on the way. Did you say 2004? 14. <laughs> so I'm sure you didn't. But I was trying to recover from debuted. Debuted? <laughs> debuted? That's right. I'm, I'm here to point out your foibles. I should listen to the other podcast I did the other day with Ryan. No, not Ryan. Michael Fassenbender. Fassbender. You was in a podcast with Michael Fassbender. No, I was trying to say his name on the podcast. <laughs> well, you got to be careful you screw that one up because that could be very important. Oh, no, I could make a right Fassbender out of it. But um, Tish. Yes. I must get the same board back up and running. <laughs> so, iPad Air 3, same battery life, but with smaller battery, bigger speakers, maybe? Probably. This is going to be what is touted as a really boring update, I think. Because um, what, unfortunately, when it comes to the iPad, I, I basically think they hit it out of the park the first go. Okay, the first one was a bit thick, granted. Um, and obviously the screen wasn't retina back then. But I can't... It was basically... All the limitations were just software. I actually think the form factor was, and still to this day, it's just brilliant. I love... It really does feel... Whenever I use my iPad, it still feels like I'm living in the future. I don't care. Well, you know, I'm laying on my scan, reading newspapers and articles and emails and, and playing games on this thin sliver of metal with this glorious display on it. It's just, it's crazy to me. I love it. I absolutely love it. And the fact that the iPad is so simple to use, um, my stepdad uses it, my mum uses it, my dad uses it. Everybody I know can just pick it up and use it normal as long as they can see, they remember where they put their glasses. Um, they can see it fine. And it works fantastically. I'd have to admit, when it first came out, and it was the because I was really hoping for a 16 9 screen to watch TV shows and films on it, and 
it didn't make sense to screen size back then, but now it just feels so, like such a natural fit. And when I watch a movie or watching Twitch or chatting away, you just don't notice it. Um, I it literally comes with me everywhere now. I mean, it's still not the perfect device, but you nailed it on the head that we're waiting for software. It's like I said uh, a couple of weeks ago, trying to resize an image to a particular size is a nightmare. You can't like say create a blank canvas, put an image on there and resize it down, which it seems such an obvious thing. I just can't, I can't understand why it's been overlooked for so long. Well, this is the thing. I pointed this out to Pixelmator and they went, oh yeah, you got a point there and we'll try and address that in a future update. Hmm. And it was, so it, it's this weird thing that I said a few weeks ago and I'm still trying to finish off the article about, I can almost do everything I want on it, and but I'm not Federico Vitici, so I don't do scripts. So I don't like have a button to do this, do that, push it off to here and then make a cup of tea whilst I sit back and watch the rest of the expanse. Uh, so I, I, I'm hoping that Apple will release a keyboard for it. If they do, that would sway me quite heavily, but it would have to be something special to beat the Logitech one that everyone seems to be raving about. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they put all the features into the iPad with the keyboard shortcuts and all that. So it only makes sense that they take advantage of it. I mean, if the new one, if the iPad 3 comes with the smart connector, which is on the back, you know, the bottom of the iPad Pro, I mean, that kind of makes sense. I don't know what sort of technology went into that. Fortunately, I, I should have read up about it at the time, but, but, uh, you know, if they can get that into the iPad 3, if they can make the iPad 3 so you can use the pencil with it, but again, I'm not really sure if they'll be able to do that because of the way the pencil works. Um, these are the things that they can do. Like there's rumor they, they're going to put a flash, an LED flash on the rear of the device. So they're basically saying, okay, yeah, we know, we know who you use your iPad to take photos. People <sighs> don't. Just, just, yes, it, it just, no, just don't. No, but <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing. Okay, maybe not photography. I mean, I know, you know, like my friend Alex, for example, he's a photographer. He still doesn't like really people taking photos with their phone. I thought you were just but- going to say people. <laughs> no, with their phones. Because I don't understand where he comes from because, you know, we're, we're basically capturing all our, our lives in these little devices and it's all very ethereal. Like Missy goes on about it as well on, on her various blogs and on her Facebook thing. And no one takes the time to print out their memories anymore. And all it takes is something to go horribly wrong and you've lost your entire history of your, your photos. They're gone. You know, if you haven't backed them up, they're just gone. And I remember people used to come in the shop and say, my phone's gone wrong. Is there anything you can do? Or my computer's crashed, massively crashed, had all my photos on it. Is there anything you can do? And you have to say, sorry. Uh, you know, and if there's pictures of people who are no longer with us, there's no way you can replace those photos or of your children growing up. It's, it's a terrible situation because we don't, we no longer look at photos in the same way. So, you know, but they're saying if there is an LED flash on the back of these iPads, basically it's Apple saying, okay, go and use your iPads to take photos. And, like, I'm not so sure about photos, but I love shooting video on an iPad because it's like a, the best viewing, viewing screen ever. It's so huge as you move it up, for, you know, take your shots and stuff. Um, it's just a shame there was more, wasn't, you know, le- slightly less goofy looking peripherals for it to deck it out as a video camera. That's all. That's the only problem I have with it. But um, no, I mean, whenever I'm down London, I often see tourists holding up their iPad, taking pictures of the Thames or uh, Tower Bridge or Belfast. And, you know, and, okay, if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. Who am I to say you should be doing that? 
Um, let them do what they want. As long as they're backing them up and they realise that these digital memories are fleek. Do you I reckon they'll go as far as putting the, problem, the, really? uh, the optical stabiliser of the 6S into the iPad 3? Uh, well, I can't imagine there's room for it. So it would just come down to a price point, I reckon. And what about the speakers? Do you reckon that's quite plausible that they would uh, gut a bit of space out now they've tweaked the software to be more efficient? Are they, would they actually go the opposite way and say, right, let's make the, the battery smaller, but make the iPad sound better? Well, that's, that's of course, what happens with the Pro because there's some really – they can only put so much battery in there, otherwise you wouldn't be able to lift the darn thing. Um, so there's lots of space that's allowed, that allows them to get that big boom in sound that comes out of the Pro. If they can put a smaller battery in the iPad Air 3 because, you know, lessons they've learned, then they'll have bigger chambers and you should be able to get a better sound out of that thing as well. And, um, you know, the speakers they put in are tiny, but the sound they produce is quite is amazing. I mean, it's not going to compete with a high-end home cinema system or anything like that, of course, but, you know, just to have on your desk while you're playing music or watching TV, it's fine. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts recently talking about the iPad, and they all say one unanimous thing. It's like they've almost made the iPad too good because I've got the iPad Air 1, and it's brilliant. All right, it's all right. Maybe there is a slight little bit of lag with the latest iOS beta, and when uh, the new iOS drops, it will get a little bit slower. But it's still running all the apps. It's still running all the games. And this is where I think the iPad is struggling is there's just no – huge impetus to jump unless you're going to go to the yeah. uh, the ipad pro so no, it's and i can see why people are a bit twitchy about the product line but i think i heard something like the even though if you look at all the charts of sales so you've got the iphone right at the top and then sort of like the uh, the ipad and the mac dueling it out that ipad line which looks like a complete failure in compared to but when you compare it to the iphone that's probably that's more than some company's profit you know ever but as we were saying, every, every, as I was saying earlier, everything looks like a complete failure compared to the iPhone. It's a one-of-a-kind device. It's, it's just, there's nothing you can compare it to. It's like a one-off. It's a, it's a behemoth. It's, it's just amazing how much they, can, they put into this device and how popular it's become. I, I very much doubt, I mean, it's always a possibility, but I very much doubt you'll ever see something like that again, probably in our lifetimes. Life, I mean, they didn't probably even know what it was that they had on their hands before because the first one was pretty rubbish. I mean, I, I was totally, you know, I was a Windows person back then. I was totally under, <laughs> I thought, uh, yeah, what? Big deal. Can't do anything. Hasn't even got 3G, for God's sake. But uh, but now I'm a total convert, and uh, it is an amazing device. And, you know, people are discovering it all the time. It, it, uh, true, like, you know, Android's probably its biggest rival, but I know people personally know people who started off with an android because they're cheap and it's their first introduction to a smartphone and then after they've got comfortable with it and they've they bought a couple of um android phones the next eventually they go and get an ios device you know and sometimes they come back again a year later or so but you know they do go and explore the um because they get they get happy with what they're doing and they get to know how things work and then they look around and everybody was you know the new iphone will come out and it can do all these things and they'll go, oh, and that's when they go and invest in the, you know, iOS ecosphere. Unless they've got some political reason why they don't want to. If they're just like um, non-biased from that point of view, they seem to be quite happy to go over to iOS after dipping their foot in, in the waters with a, a Windows phone or 
an Android phone. Yeah, I, I mean, I've always said a few times, I think the cheaper devices on the market don't necessarily help the iPad sales because you get such a, a bad experience in forms of apps. They're going, well, okay, I've paid 80, 90, 100 pounds for this and it's a bit sort of naff. Oh, well, it can't be that much better if I go over to an iPad. I'm, I would really like to see Touch ID come to the iPad because once you've got Touch ID, I feel like a Neanderthal having to type in four digits going, Oh, great. Phone's locked. Type in the code. It's first world problems, admittedly. Pro's got it. Isn't the latest iPad's got it? Like iPad Mini's got it, hasn't it? Got Touch ID. Yeah, I'm sure it has. iPad Mini 4. Don't Um, say that because I will go and batter my credit card. It will. No, they have. I mean, this is what I'm saying. They're trying to eradicate the lines that haven't got these these features like because then they haven't got Apple Pay. I still haven't seen. I'm, I'm waiting to see someone buy something in a shop with their iPad. That's the one I'm waiting for. I haven't seen that yet. Uh, <laughs> Could you imagine that going in and buying something? Oh, hang on a sec. I, instead of finding me wallet, let's go in my bag, get my iPad this, out and tap that. Next time you come to London, Mark, we need you need to bring your pro with you and see yes. if you Apple Pay on the tube. On the That'll- tube, yes. <laughs> How pretentious can I be? Let's find out in March. You're only still wrong. Oh, that, it just... I didn't understand the whole... You told me on the Mac and Forth show there would be a special queue for Apple Pay, and I believed you, sir. I believed you. <laughs> That's why I was stood back going, oh, okay, says so contactless, contactless. They didn't have anything there saying Apple Watch. Oh, well. Oh, well. Give me a look on the girl behind you, the, the lady behind you. <laughs> she was freaking out, thinking, do I go through? I, I even said, oh, no, go on, you have it. I'll work out what's happened there. I'm glad <laughs> I didn't, because that would have cost me a bloody fortune. <laughs> I didn't realise that if you don't swipe your watch on the way out, you get dinged for, like, a fine or something. Amount, well, yeah. Just yet yeah, more proof that the tube is flawed. Ah, yes. So that brings us nicely on, then, whilst we're on the topic of the Apple Watch, to the new... Apple Watch coming no, out in March. No, there's no Apple Watch coming in March. Apparently it's bands only. Too soon. Too soon oh, for a new Apple Watch. No, not really. I mean, it's been a year, so I I, I, I just I haven't heard enough rumours uh, to make me think that there's a new watch coming uh, like next month. But but um, we're getting new software. Uh, thing is, we you know, we have to look at what we want from a watch. I'm sure they're doing studies all the time over there at Apple, seeing what people are using them for and things like this, what what parts they're using, what functions they're using. You know, most of the stuff, most of the third-party apps, unfortunately, are still hobbled because they have to, you know, go back and forth between the iPhone and the watch. And that's very, that's limiting. Um, the, the app, they are very, very janky, especially even the, the big boys like Runkeeper in Strava, uh, what was the bug that, not a bug, but a feature that I found that if I started, when I first used it, uh, so I'm just out in the field, freezing my knackers off, and it says, oh, you need to allow access to health. You need to allow access to the heart rate monitor. And I did, but it didn't pick up my heart rate. So I could, you have to give it access, quit Runkeeper on your watch, and then go back into it. So it's still not that seamless uh, experience at all. And there's been, uh, it's not bad, don't get me wrong, but I, I'm sort of thinking, mm, is not bad going to cut it? But the good thing is, no. it's not my Garmin Vivo Active, which I hate. <laughs> no, I mean, they need to figure out a way where developers can put their entire app onto the watch and it still runs and it still doesn't hog the battery. Because that's all the stuff that's native on the watch is fine and it all works well. And 
you know, as long as you don't go down the beta channel, maybe, and not you just stay with the stable releases, it's fine. Like I, I, I answer messages, I set times, I, I, I use maps when I'm walking along. I can do all the things I want to do with the basic apps. I can do. I still use some of the third party apps, but I'm I'm conditioned now to say, okay, it's going to take about four or five seconds for this app to boot up, which is, you know, something that most people will not settle for. Because what's the point? You don't want to, you know, fortunately, when I'm walking around in London, sometimes I don't want to get out my big expensive phone, but I'm okay to let my, my the little thing on my wrist just to chug along until I get the information I want. But, uh, you know, I can understand why people don't like the way that looks. It's a good idea. It's a good, you know, as we're moving forward, it's the first iteration and we are the guinea pigs we are very you know we've paid a lot of money to be guinea pigs granted but uh and i i do think they're going to work on these issues and um the apple watch is not going away basically what i'm saying i just don't think it'll be updated in a hardware sense this this coming march but you could you know it could be wrong about that because basically we knew nothing about the apple watch until it was unveiled on on that on that stage all those months ago so you know there could be a possibility there they could have something to show us, but I wouldn't hold my breath. I think we're just going to get straps. They seem to be making a lot of money on straps, uh, and they're quite popular. I mean, you can go for the high-end, high-quality ones that Apple sell or some of the other companies sell, but you can go right to the extreme other end as well on eBay, and you can pick up, like, market leather straps of two ninety nine and things like this. And it does make this really easy to adapt situation you're going like if you're going out with friends you can put one strap on if you're going to a business meeting you can put another strap on of course you can just stay with the original one no one really comments on it but uh yeah it, you know i bought a number of straps i bought a metal class one i bought a, a fake milanese loop type one and i'm never spending more than a tenner on each one i buy um so it, it and it does change the way the phone looks and stuff it does is good. And I still do love my watch, I've got to say. I'm, I'm getting messages from Matt at the moment about some beer thing that we've organised. Um, yeah, well, what time are you going to the pub? Yeah, it's ticking away on my wrist. But, you know, and I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, oh, I'll answer him after the show. Because that's, that's one thing as well. With the Apple Watch, there are so many subtle things that just make it a good experience. And I'm going to compare this to the Garmin Vivo Active. The strap, all right, yes, it's called Fluvolastoma, which is a horrific name. But you know what? I will take that over the silicon strap you get on most um, most fitness uh, devices, even Tom Tom Spark, which is a, you know, a decent contraption. But you just sort of you just always notice you've got that thing on your end of your wrist, especially with the Garmin. the The way the Garmin buzzes, it, you know, it's like it feels primitive now after having the gentle tap of the Apple Watch, and that's the sort of things that for me puts the Apple Watch over and above me wanting to wear it as a daily wearer over in the Garmin. Now, yes, you could argue that the Garmin is designed to be rougher and tougher and you can go swimming with it. But I sort of find myself wishing now that either A, Apple's device was a little bit more rugged, or B, why the hell haven't these other companies caught up to these you know simple things like, if it's going to be on your wrist, make it comfortable. If it's going to buzz, make it a nice buzz. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know if it comes down to price with these things, because you know you say these other companies are not have not got straps like the Apple Watch, but then a lot of them are not charging the premium that the Apple Watch is as well. So no, and you do notice that as well because I think the the Vivo Active is about one hundred and fifty pounds ish, which is I think well, it's about one hundred and twenty pounds cheaper 
than the Apple Watch. But there is a big, big gap, uh, even for that sort of money, even with the Apple tax. And there's even little things like the, the user interface. If oh, right, my signal is breaking up, according to Carl, so let me just find out what that will be. In fact, I know what that will be. Yes, my key came through for XCOM 2, so all of a sudden Steam decided to go, ha, 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 let's have all that bandwidth. Uh, where were we up to? Uh, I was rambling on about Garmin. Right, so one thing that the Garmin fails on is when you when you pause your run, it stops it. You have two options, and I've said this before on the, the show before. On the bottom left, you've got trash. If you click on trash, it says, are you sure you wish to delete? Yes or no? Brilliant. So you've got like a safety net there. If you click on save, it saves it straight away. It doesn't go, are you sure you wish to save? So you can imagine the situation. You run in a log, you pause it, you reach down, it's in the pause state. You accidentally brush your finger across the screen and you've saved half a run. Mm. And I don't care what sort of price point you're putting that device on. That's just a basic well, yeah, I mean, that's a UI issue, isn't it? I'm sure they can fix that with us just just basically introducing a, a flash screen in between the two processes. But yeah, but that's I, the thing they haven't. And even though I've I've mentioned this to them, they go, "Oh, yeah, um, that might come in a future update." What do you mean well, it, might come? You're sabotaging my bloody training. Well, you know, it, it, I don't know. Is it a deal breaker? I I don't know, but. Well, it is for you, obviously. So. I think we're, we're, with all of these devices now, we're starting to look at, we have an expectation that's so high that even the smallest niggle maybe gets amplified out of all proportion. Have you not heard of Twitter? <laughs> Seriously, uh, that, that service exists. I if you dictate took, to Twitter to complain. If you, take, oh, if you took all the complaining and bitching and moaning and stupidness off Twitter, there'd be nothing left on it now, I'm sure. Cat pics, pictures of my food. Oh my god, LOL ruffle, whatever one of those are. I almost it's, used a hashtag the other day for the rampant mumblings. We we have become a global nation of people who whine and bitch and moan about the most mundane things, while at the same time there's certain people on this planet who can't even feed themselves. It is absolutely disgusting sometimes. The way I see us I agree. I, in the, my issue is here is that companies have caused this because if you go down the official channel, you get nothing. You get a second-rate support. But the second you make a grievance open in the air, then you get to hear back from them. So they, they've built a rod for their own back. I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm blaming the school systems because we're all pretty delicate little pepple, uh, petals that must be acknowledged and and loved and cherished and sure sorry the world doesn't work like that and the sooner people find out that they're not special and they're not a pretty petal and they're not unique we'll all be getting on a lot better i think i've always said um personal opinion yeah although i actually had a good support experience this week um you haven't heard the show yet but i got my netflix account got compromised uh, and fair dues, I spoke to the people at Netflix and they said, oh, yeah, there's some real jerks out there that will do this sort of stuff. Uh, and they had me all fixed within 10 minutes. And I'm thinking, why can't people be more like this? Yeah, oh, there's some assholes out there. Oh, God, oh great. That's another why, edit. Why would you do that to a Netflix account? Apart from so you can get Netflix. But wouldn't the easiest, the simpler thing be just to not change anything and just use your username and password? Well, 
what they did was, and I'm spoiling the show you've just downloaded, was they changed my language to Portuguese, deleted yeah. one of my accounts, and then decided for giggles that they were going to make it child only so I could only view children's content. And then they put me onto the $11.99 plan where I could view up to four devices in Super HD. That's the one I'm on. <laughs> oh, well, okay. That's a weird, that's a, that's a very specific hack, I've got to say. But it was great because it's like you went on, all right, so it's a little bit tricky to find the help box. I will. I had to do a Google on that, which brought it up. Click, representative with you, two minutes, bang, job done. And, it, and yeah. I was just like, oh, fantastic. And I went, oh, thank you very much. He said, oh, yeah, any more problems, let us know. And it, it was just a nice experience, which is what you don't get when you have to resort to going to Twitter because you, you kind of feel like Twitter... I think you are right. People just want to be acknowledged. They just, you know, if you're hacked off, you've had a problem, you just want someone to go, ah, right, okay, right, what can we do to fix this? Rather than sending an email, waiting, getting some corporate droid of a response. Uh, who, and I, again, I had this where I was explaining a problem and they went, oh, you could try this or you could try this. And I'm going, no, why don't you try it on your website and tell me if it fixes the problem that I've told you I've had with your service? Well, yeah, okay. Well, customer service is a, a, a mixed bag, no matter what. So, no matter what, what it doesn't have to be technology. Uh, it be trying to return a suit or something. It doesn't matter. But uh, now, you know, I'm just, I'm just, be- just bemoaning the fact that everyone just <laughs> things aren't working. I'm gonna go and quit because I feel special, and everyone take notice. Of- I do, I do agree with you. I always give a company a fair shake of the stick before I saying, right, I'm gonna have to rant against you now on the Twitter to get some sort of a. Oh, that's the other thing that annoys me. When someone praises a company on Twitter, oh, yeah, top marks to, I don't know, um, Jeff, Dud's Milk Dairy for doing wonderful customers. Shut up. Who cares that you got one? I don't care you got wonderful service. Shut up and go away. For God's sake, who the hell do you think you are, Mr. Oh, I'm so important. I have to share the world that I, I, nay me, I got such wonderful service that I need to tell the world about it. So you can all know how wonderfully important I am because that's obviously why I got such super service. Get well, it's it's basically the new internet forums, isn't it? Whereas, oh, I can say anything because there's no comeback on me or anything like that. So I'm going to say what I want when I want, even though I wouldn't actually say that in real life because I actually have manners. Look at me. Look at how many followers I got this week. Oh, look, I lost this many followers. This Oh, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with you on that one. I agree with you on that one. Coming back then to March, I'm going to say here and now, there isn't going to be one more thing. I think that's that's had its moment now, finally. Uh, What have we got? New iMacs, maybe we'll get... Possible, you might get the new, uh, but it's, there's no rumors of this. I'm, I'm looking at what they're supposedly going to announce. So the five <laughs> SE or C, if you put them together, um, the iPad three and new um, bands for the watch. That seems a very underperforming. You know, why do you want to stage and say these things? Because the, the press is going to shoot you down. Uh, I think it's a way of controlling the media till September. I think, well, look at look at the Apple Watch. We talked about that for months and months and months, and there was very little in the way of rumours because we knew what were coming out. We were talking about how it's going to work, how it will function, you know, the features of it, rather than going, oh, the new the Apple Watch may have this. We knew exactly what we were getting. So all they got for like nine months was just people discussing and talking about the product. 
Well, true. But all I'm saying here, from if this rumor is true, if all we're getting is a slight, a new smaller phone, a new iPad Air 3, and watch band, that could be done with a website update. There's no need to call the press from around the world to come to a certain place on on March the 15th and talk to them for an hour. I do not feel because um, there's nothing new here. There's there's there really is nothing new if, if it's just those three items. If, if there's something else, granted. But um, all I can say is, when looking at this, it's be a good this be a good event for me because it means I will not be spending any money, which will be wonderful for me in March not to spend any money on Apple products. <laughs> not because I don't want any of these things, just I don't need them. I don't need a smaller phone because that's not for me. I've gone for the large option. I don't need an iPad Air three because I just bought an iPad Pro, for example, and I don't buy Apple bands because they're too expensive. I go for the cheap eBay knockoffs. Um, obviously, we're going to get probably updates. We're going to have updates for iOS come out. We're going to get the new, you know, the night, the night flux thing uh, on our iOS devices. So I we can love that. I absolutely love that. I I will say firsthand that anecdotally, I reckon I've had more sleep since putting that feature on there than I have. It's just a shame that some apps uh, normally, if I'm if I'm watching a bit of telly, I'll press the home button and it. Yeah, it goes onto the home screen and I can fall asleep after two minutes. But now they've got this blinking feature of like picture in picture. It just puts it on the screen. So it's like, oh, I have to reach around again, like some sort of animal hunting for the home button, the power button to turn the blinking thing off. Well, speaking of sleep, right? Because um, I've got an app called Sleep Better. Just downloaded it the other day. It's from the same same people do the running app, uh, one of the running apps. I don't who it is. But uh, so this thing, you put it, you charge up your phone, you pull it into an airplane mode, and you just shove it under your pillow. And then apparently it monitors you as you sleep, as you move around and things like this. Um, and then what happens, it monitors how well you've slept. And then as you wake up, if you wake up, when you wake up in the morning, it wakes you up with a nice little banjo playing somewhere over the rainbow. <clears throat> so the, they're trying to brainwash me straight away. But one of the questions it asks you is, how, how, how are you feeling when you wake up? And I just go, well, I'm annoyed. <laughs> morning but no I'm saying I'm okay and then it asks you did you dream about anything and you can write down quickly what you dreamt about um, and it's weird because I've you know you have a dream and then you instantly forget it a few hours later so I've been noting my dreams as I wake up and seriously I think it's ain't wrong with me <laughs> I was going to say shall I go right close to the microphone and go so Carl tell us about your dreams well, where have I got you here you go. Dreamt I nearly got a job, a helper job with the detectorists. Well, I don't know if you know, if you know what that was. That was a TV show on BBC yep. Two or Three or something. Um, but his son, so apparently his son got it instead. So I, I got let go. I also actually, I also was meant to record something for him, and I accidentally stopped the video and took it out. And there's a whole issue about that. It was, it was a weird, weird, weird dream. I don't know what I was drinking, uh, eating that night. Uh, let's see. I would love it if someone got hold of your Twitter and did some dream analysis for you. There you go. Uh, on the one before that, da, 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 let's see. I dreamt I was working back at my very old company, but now I had to a cast of TV characters working for me, as well as like these two guys from work. Um, we were trying to work out how to train them all and get them out and do the job within two hours. <laughs> so, what the hell? What the hell am I eating? 
and it's called Sleep Better. If you want to check it out, it's free, but you can there's an in-app purchase to unlock it totally. But you can get by on free if you want. I was going to see right then if I had the uh, the worth a tweet soundtrack then, but I don't have it loaded. Damn it! I could have slid slid that in nicely then. Could have, yeah, it would have been good. Uh, any other apps that have been? Uh, oh, go on. Oh, I forgot it does shotgun. God, you can tell he's not been on the podcasting scene for a bit, can't you? I can't even remember my own stingers and stuff. Oh, dear. Any other apps that have caught your um, caught your attention recently? Please don't say anything like Mr. Jump, that game you told me about last time, or Super Hexagon. Um, not really coming to mind. Heartwatch is quite good. It puts a, a heart monitor thing so you constantly monitor your heartbeat and it displays all the information on on your iPhone. Actually, I haven't checked it recently. But, um, so you can keep an eye on where, where your heartbeat was throughout the day and if it was going up too high or too low. That's quite a nice little heart watch. Uh, and no, I mean, there's a few things I've downloaded, but none of them are really appealing to me um, or want to share them, really. I just see little things. Did you... No, I'm not going to say that one because it's mad. But... Uh, no, there's nothing big jumped out of me at the moment. Mind you, I haven't checked this week's releases yet, so that's always good to look. I look for. I normally do that on a Friday evening, go through the new things that have come out, normally on a Thursday or Friday morning. Uh, the app that I've been playing with this week is called uh, Gopili, or Gopili. Uh, I don't know how you say it. It's called G-O-P-I-L-I. Uh, and basically, it's a travel planning app that lets you go from point A to point B, using planes, trains, automobiles, and coaches. Now, it, all right, so there's plenty of these out here on the market, but it also lets you do car sharing. So if someone is going in a car, let's say from London to Bristol, and you're, you're going in that way, you can actually book to car share, which is fantastic. It also supports Megabus uh, as well, which uh, a lot of the other apps out there that I've reviewed similarly to this don't do. The only slight problem is that it's mainly for big cities and big conurbations. So, for example, um, it doesn't know my two local train stations, but it knows my bus station. So you can sort of work things out. And it will also tell you if, like, say, for example, you go from Swansea to Bath, it will say, ah, you can go to Swansea to Bristol and then make a connection there to give you a bit of a cheaper route. So that's G-O-P-I-L-I. And I have no idea how you pronounce it. Right. Is there anything else that we think may be coming up on the 15th of March? Do you reckon Apple are going to release any new peripherals like a You've new You've gone mouse? all quiet. I can't hear you. Oh, hello. Testing. Is that any better? Carol's looking at me on the screens if to say, no, I haven't. Oh, ah, yes. Does there help you if you don't mute the Skype call. There you go. There's me criticising you for your lack of podcasting prowess after being off the seat for a bit. Uh, what was I saying? Uh, so, do we think there's going to be any other things, events, peripherals, or will there be a would it be a mix of iPhone and plus here are all the new features coming up in iOS? I think if there is going to do one, I don't know. WWDC isn't too far around the corner though, isn't it? So I'm just wondering how it ties in with that. So we'll get iOS, um, you know, next iOS versions there, next uh, iOS version, iOS versions. So there'll be loads of software and stuff like this. That's normally when they like introduce new Macs and things like this. So uh, it could be interesting. I just I don't think if it's a smaller phone, if it's an iPad Air 3, and if it's watch bands, that doesn't necessarily say to me that should be an event. But who knows? It's Apple. You do wonder why, though, there was such a 
I wonder why they sort of like put all this together and decided that March would be a time for an event, but that would probably be down to sources familiar with the matter. Because they normally do an event in March, don't they? I'm just going to go back to 2015 and let's have a look what they had on there. Uh, I need to get this soundboard sorted. So what did we have in last year's 2015 event? Right. So just to give an idea what we had, uh, there was a new exclusive preview of the Game of Thrones that was going to be exclusive to the uh, to Apple. No, it wasn't exclusive to Apple. It was... Ex- oh, help me on... I've got music playing now. (laughs) Uh, I'll skip the Game of Thrones bit, but Apple did something with Game of Thrones that I can't quite remember. They went on about the new flagship Apple retail store in Westlake, China. Research Kit was also announced and how it was making a difference back then. Exactly. That's it. So is the Apple Watch. So, uh, Like I say, they've had them in March before. Um, There was a lot of talk about the new MacBook which I still would quite like. Uh, Johnny Ive explained the, how he redefined the notebook with the new MacBook. The, the Apple Watch was released, and that was it. Yeah. So I that mean, was, that, was, that, was a new event. that was a new thing. The Apple Watch was brand new. Was, even though we'd been showing it previously, we got to see um, the watch for real, what we was actually going to get. The new MacBook was a... You know, it's a re-imaging, it's a new form, uh, form factor design. So it was worth showing. The ones that they supposedly got lined up for this this time don't sound that big. Uh, I'm just, I'm just a bit, but, but it bothers me a little bit. But not, not like is as in the company's doomed or anything like that. It just seems like why, why are you putting on a show for this? Um, so I'll be interested to see if they've got anything. I mean, we're still like a month and a half away, so. They could have had some other things up their sleeve that they want to show us, maybe software stuff and things like this that they want to show us. What this shows me is that it's the same old, same old. They're only going on about things that they can possibly imagine, not what Apple would be up to. So, yes, there'll be a smaller phone. It'll be faster, more battery life, blah, blah, blah. But you know, who would have thought about a new MacBook, the new keyboard, the new mouse, home kit, research kit, so and a new force trackpad as well. You know, none of that was speculated on at all before uh, that last year's event. I mean, all this is coming off Mark Gurman's rumors from Nine to Five Mac, and he, he is good. He, he does get some pretty good rumors uh, um, spot on most of the time. But uh, again, we don't really know what they're going to reveal until they reveal it. So. Just basically best to wait, like sit tight and wait, see what happens in a month and a half. But they're always fun to watch. I know some people moan, ooh, look, it's gone on for too long. Well, stop watching then, right? Unless you're sitting in the auditorium and it's your job, why are you watching it if it goes on for too long? Just just go and watch something else somewhere, have a cup of tea or something. I don't know. And let's but, face it, people probably have the TV blaring on nonsense in the background anyway, pay no attention to it. So just... You know, tune out. That's if the stream works and we don't get Cantonese, Mandarin and whatever other language decides to be dubbed over the top this time. Yeah, I mean, uh, it just it just drives me crazy. Let's take a Twitter and go, oh, you're going on for too long. Stop bloody watching then. <laughs> yeah, because Tim's going to be there on stage looking at the Twitter feed going, oh, blimey, people are kicking off here. Better cut this one short. I know. Oh, well, again, we're all precious little delicate flowers who... We must have the world our way. Speaking of precious flowers, your show, that's going to be blooming back onto the podcast scene soon. Have you got any ideas of dates or anything like that? Nope. <laughs> it's just right coming on. back to the point. 
that that's that, that's that link you're dead then. <laughs> yep. But you have been on the the airwave show, and we've got to give some credit to Russ because we sort of did tread on his toes on the last time we got together. So it's good to hear you back on then. And you were on uh, another show as well, was it? I, I think I saw my feed. No, no. I no. thought you were on with the guy and gals from MyMac. Uh, a couple of weeks ago. wasn't wasn't recent though. Ah, it just shows how much attention I've been paying to the world of everything. Well, I think, seeing as you're looking at you watch to go to the pub. We'll call that a show. Messaging me. People keep messaging me and that's the thing. I'm not see, that's yeah, the mis- That's, that's the, the new- thing. The landlords, they're worried where you are. <laughs> we're going broke. Where is he? Where is <laughs> God, could you imagine if you were analysed by the Wall Street Journal? Prices down as Madden is late for pub. <laughs> Banks' brewery doomed. Apple Car Madden goes home early. <laughs> oh my <laughs> No, you don't <laughs> They must produce a bigger pine for Car Madden. Yes. They'll be if they do not produce a bigger pine. It's called a mass, not a stein. Oh, don't let's not have this argument again. <laughs> well, I think on that note, then, uh, Carl, thank you as always for joining us. Uh, we'll no doubt talk again soon. Thank uh, you very much. I will and, now take Twitter to moan about something or other. I don't know what yet. I am decided. Probably how badly this show's gone. Go ahead. You can hash. I should try and come up with a hashtag for the show. You could hashtag rampant mumblings, but then you'd lose too many characters. So anyway, so all that meant. I've only had one cup of tea today. That's hence the voice is going a bit raspy and a bit sort of a almost so, um, soul crushing, soulful, soul soothing. That's the word I was looking for. Oh god, you can tell it's Friday. So how can people get hold of you, Carl? Sorry, <laughs> you get hold of me on Twitter, Clausio one zero one. And of course, if you want to, you can catch up with the whole back catalogue of Mac and Forth shows over on the uh, the iTunes, and of course, a Mac and Forth moment as well. Yes, we, I, I'm going to try and bring that back quicker. So uh, I'll get like you or, or Matt or Rick or Barry or someone else on with me, and we'll do shows like this, little about one or two subjects, and see how they. Basically, this show <laughs> I'll basically rip off this show when you ripped it off from me. Sort of thing. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> That's a joke, by the way. This is that. all your fault, by the way. You said, oh, you should do a show, you, and look what happens. Exactly. This one struts it, it, oh, blinking, heck. <laughs> Taxi. <laughs> right, Carl, cheers. Thanks very much for coming on, and we'll speak again soon. All right, cheers, dude. Bye-bye. Cheers, Ted up. Well, that's it for another show, and all that's left for me to do is sign off by saying you can get a hold of me on the Twitter at OceanSpeed. If you want to follow my website at Essential Mac, which is www.essentialmac.co.uk, on the Twitter there as well. And of course, if you can spare a few moments, if you can leave a review on iTunes, it would be much appreciated. They all get read out on the show. So until next time, I hope you enjoyed this special feature-length episode with uh, Mr. Carl Madden from the Mac and Forth Show, and we'll see you soon. Ta-da!